This is Prima Johnny, and you're listening to Matt's World. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Matt's World, and it's my world, and you just all live in it. Matthew Burris here, and of course, as you heard in the intro, I've got a special guest, Miss Prima Johnny. Hi. Yep. And uh, also, the noise you hear in the background, that's um, that's my sister-in-law. Yeah, she's uh, she's Cape Verdean, so uh, she's pretty loud. <laughs> and today, it is Wrestle Talk Wednesday. We're going to be talking about some pro wrestling and watching some classic wrestling matches. But first, we're presenting the kombucha of the day. Ow! Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, what happened? I hit my hand. I went to grab the kombucha and I hit my hand on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, the kombucha of the day is tart cherry from Kavita. Yep, okay. we can open these. Yep, uh, this is another um, kombucha flavor of mine. And uh, I think this is the first time you're trying this, right, Prima? Yeah. Yeah, she's had kombucha before, but never uh, the cherry one. And this one is very sweet, very tart. I mean, it does live up to its to its name, Tart Cherry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, for mine to settle here. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers. So how's that taste? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, very tart, is it? Yeah. Yeah, not too sweet, not too sour. No. Yep. Kavita Tart Cherry. Definitely try it whenever you, uh, you guys get the chance. And that's the kombucha today. And now, we're going to be talking about professional wrestling. And of course, uh, both me and Prema have been uh, wrestling fans uh since the 90s uh with prema it was um you said it was late 96 yeah yeah late 96 and for me it was um it was i would say late 97 you know i got into it around august of 97 um of course i knew what professional wrestling was back in the back in those days because i used to play wwf uh royal rumble on the sega genesis with my cousins jeffrey and ken shout out to them and you know i played the you know the wrestling games you know but i didn't but i never watched like monday night raw or or anything and then i um and then i started um watching wwf's uh live wire on tv no wait I think it was no wait first I watched um no yeah I think it was that and I also rented WrestleMania 10 from Blockbuster yep and that's how I became a pro wrestling fan yeah and uh do you and I also watched Superstars on Sundays too yeah yeah because remember it would be Livewire on Saturdays yeah and then Sundays it would be uh Superstars yeah yeah so, uh, did you ever watch those back in the day, too? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they used to come on at... Livewire used to come on at 10, and yeah. Superstars would come on at 11. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like, of course, uh, what got me into pro... The, the one person that really got me into pro wrestling... I mean, I knew who Hulk Hogan and Macho Man were and, you know, Undertaker, but for me, it was Shawn Michaels. 
Yeah, I mean, Shawn Michaels, I mean, I, I knew of Shawn Michaels too, but, um, you know, but, and I've also heard of Razor, Scott Hall, Razor, when he was Razor Ramon, and, and Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, again, because of the video games, and Doink the Clown, too, but for me, it was, um, in wrestling, it was Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, uh, back when they were just starting DX, uh, the NWO, Stone Cold, Goldberg, Booker T, Sting, um, and then, of course, years later, it'd be John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, Rob Van Dam, and, um, then when I was watching TNA, you know, TNA wrestling, it was, uh, Samoa Joe, it was AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, um, yeah, that was, uh, Oh, Jerry Lynn, too. Well, of course, Jerry Lynn was of ECW, but, uh, you know, he definitely reestablished himself in TNA. And then, of course, there was Loki as well. And Elex Skipper. Yep. The, yeah, Triple, um, Triple X. Yeah. So, and me, and of course, uh, when I met my friend Prama here, uh, by the time I met Prima, I was kind of out of professional wrestling. I got out of it um, during my senior year of high school. Uh, I was uh, attracted to mixed martial arts, uh, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. And I got more into that than pro wrestling. But of course, in the last, uh, I would say the last one, two, three, three and a half years, I've uh, gotten back into pro wrestling. I mean, like, I haven't completely gone out of it. Well, I was out of it for a while, and then I started watching a little bit of it again on TNA Impact when um, the MMA fires were on there. Remember when um, when Rampage, uh, Jackson, and, and uh, King Mo they were on uh, Impact? Not really. Yeah, you don't remember when Rampage joined the main event mafia with Magnus, who's, of course, Nick Aldis, and Samoa Joe, and Sting? Um, not really. Oh, I'm surprised you don't remember. Yeah, also remember when Tito Ortiz was, was there too. Remember he was like the mystery uh, guy, you know, um, warning, warning. No. Oh. Well, I'm surprised because, uh, you know, because uh, you were watching TNA more than I was. Well, I was starting to watch more TNA. Yeah. I remember watching that much TNA. Yeah. Well, of course, it's now called Impact. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, since then I've loved professional wrestling. I've loved pro wrestling again. It takes me back to when I was a kid, and that was really my escape as a kid. You know, I mean, because um, well, we had cable TV for a while, but I would only watch Raw and like during the summertime, you know, because that's when I was out of school and stuff. But then, um, let's see, but but I mostly watched uh, Superstars and Livewire uh, when I was. Um, when I was a kid to get the updates. Bye, Mom. Bye. Bye. Bye, Antonia. Yeah, coming down next week. <laughs> yeah. And now they're officially gone. <laughs> um, but, uh, let's see. But then in, um, after my sixth grade year my year in sixth grade uh wwe smackdown uh came on and i would watch that on upn uh 38 you know i i used to come on upn 38 which and then it switched over to cw and now it's on fox um 
but yeah, I would watch um, I would watch WWE SmackDown. I used to watch that every Thursday night, and also I'd watch WCW Worldwide. That also used to come on uh, UPN as well, and you know that was my access to pro wrestling. And then I also collected the videotapes, and you know I'd rent some of the pay per views from Blockbuster and and what have you, and I would. And then um, when WCW went out of business, you know, and then uh, and DVDs were coming out, you know, I started collecting DVDs, and I had I had like a humongous uh, DVD collection too. So, um, but what about uh, but what about you? Uh, did you uh, did you collect any of the wrestling DVDs or? No. Really? Wow. Uh, what about the action figures? Yeah, I had some of those. <laughs> oh. Oh okay. Uh, what uh, what action? Do you remember uh, which action figures you had? Um, I had Stone Cold. Um, had The Rock. Um, what else? I don't know what other ones I had. Uh, did you ever have a Shawn Michaels one? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, what about? I, I had a wrestling ring. I remember that. <laughs> Okay, what about uh, Triple H? Might have had Triple H. Hmm. Alright, uh, what about Bret Hart? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I had a few action figures, too. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, my brother, he actually paid for my... Um, <laughs> yeah, from the time I was in... Um, yeah, from um, from fifth grade till I was about in middle school, um, he actually paid for. Um, yeah, he did uh, pay for my subscription to the um, to WWF magazine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to yeah when they would come out, I would always get the WWF, WWE, then WWE magazines and stuff. Of course, uh, my favorites were the uh, the divas. Oh. Yeah, the divas. Uh, Edition, swimsuit edition. Oh man, I used to get the magazines and the DVDs. Of course, that was for my own uh, personal reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's when like they had like yeah, because at that time they had like Stacy Keebler, Don Marie, they had uh, Trish Stratus. I mean, those were my favorite females um, at that time. Also, Maria Canellis. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, it was yeah it was yeah for me it was Christy Hemi, Lita, Maria Kanellis, Trish Stratus, Don Marie, and Stacy Keebler. Oh. Oh yeah, and you remember Stacy? She used to come out to um, ZZ Top. Well, she came out to Kid Rock's version of ZZ Top's song. She's got legs. Mm. Kind of. Yeah, you know she's got legs, mm -hmm. and she knows how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that top from that song from ZZ Top? Uh, not really. Really? Wow. Uh, what about that uh, other song from ZZ Top, uh, "Sharp Dressed Man"? Mm, not sure. You know, girls go crazy for a sharp dressed man. Maybe. Oh, jeez, <laughs> man. Well, um, but yeah, man. Oh, man. I mean. Well, maybe on the next episode I'll I'll talk about all the sexual fantasies I used to have <laughs> about them. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, and um, 
you know, I just love, you know, I love pro wrestling. You know, it was my escape from when I was getting bullied in high school and I was mm -hmm. a big wrestling fan. In fact, mm -hmm. actually, uh, my friend Kenny, um, he, he actually came over to my house for WrestleMania uh, 20. No, sorry, WrestleMania 21. We ordered WrestleMania 21, and uh, we saw the night that uh, Batista and John Cena won their uh, world championships. Oh. Yeah, I was a huge John Cena fan in, <laughs> in high school, you know, and, um, you know, and I, and I still actually have his rap album, too. Oh. Yeah, that's how much a, <laughs> big of a fan I, I am. And now he's doing movies and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm. So he's... Yeah, I mean, he's he's still got one toe left in wrestling. I mean, in fact, I heard he's gonna he, he might be coming back uh, this summer. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. just in time for SummerSlam. That's what he did last year. Yeah. He just came for SummerSlam, then he was gone again. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's making uh, what was it? He was making uh, peace. He was busy doing Peacemaker and movies. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, if he comes back again, you know, I mean. I mean, I want to see him break uh, Ric Flair's uh, record for the most uh, world championships. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And, of course, uh, now we're going to get into some uh, wrestling matches. Yeah, we're going to look at three wrestling matches. And the first one is going to be from Monday Night Raw. Razor Ramon takes on The Kid. Yep. This was before he became one, two, three kid. Uh, Sean Waltman, of course, uh, in the Global Wrestling Federation, he was known as Lightning Kid. Oh. Yep. And then when he came to the WWF, uh, he was um, first he was the Cannonball Kid, and then yeah, no wait, first he was Lightning Kid, he was Lightning Kid again, and then he was the Cannonball Kid, and then he was the Kamikaze Kid. Oh. Yeah, and I remember on commentary uh, during the match, Bobby Heenan, he goes, uh, well, what do you call him now? He's the Cannonball Kid, the Kamikaze Kid. What do you call him now? And Vince McMahon goes, well, let's just call him the Kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so now, without further ado, we're going to get right into it. Yep. This match here took place May 17th. 1993, Monday Night Raw from the Manhattan Center, New York City. There we see the now late, great Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, going for the chick, for a kiss. No, he's like, nah, get out of here. Who was that woman? Uh, she was one of the ring card girls. This is back when Monday Night Raw, they had ring card girls, and they would walk around and say, I like it raw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when the bad guy was uh, was the villain. But he was starting to get cheered, too. Oh. Yeah. And there he is against... Huh. Oh. Well, I guess I'll just call him the kid. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, this was... Oh, uh, Waltman? Yeah. Yeah, well, this was back in his, uh, when, it, when he was much younger. Yeah. Yeah, you probably remember it. Why? Because you still remember him when he was, when he had the beard and stuff, when he was Six-Pac, or... Yeah, like when he was in the, um, and the X, and then he was Oh, yeah, X-Pac, yeah. yeah. 
And now, oh, chop to the chest there by Scott. Or I should say Razor. Yep. Yep, this was uh, still the early days of the click. And at this time, uh, another click member by the name of Shawn Michaels was the Intercontinental Champion. And he would actually defend the Intercontinental title on this night against Marty Jannetty. Yeah, he'd actually lose the Intercontinental title. Yep. Yeah. And now, oh, abdominal stretch there by Razor. And yet the Manhattan Center, it looked good on TV, but it was uh, bad. But from what people have told me, it was bad to really film there because it was because uh, it was an old uh, ballroom and what have you. And sometimes the elevators wouldn't work. You have to carry the the equipment and stuff up the stairs and the shower um yeah the locker room you know they'd have like one shower head yeah so imagine being in a locker room with yokozuna Shawn michaels diesel and brad hart and trying to fight with them for a shower yeah yeah and also macho man yeah and oh Razor missed. It was like a small place, too. Yeah. And now, oh, the moonsault! One, two, three! That was a fast match. Well, yeah. <laughs> Short but sweet. And he pulled off the upset. <laughs> yeah, that was a big upset at the time because he had been on TV before and he had been um, losing. Oh. So no one was expecting him to, like, win. Yeah. And he got the victory. Yep. You said that this looks like a small place? Yeah. Well, it's a ballroom, you know, so... Yeah, now he's complaining to Vince and Bobby and Macho Man. Yeah. And oh, sorry, I <laughs> clicked with far way back, but uh, that match right there—that is an awesome match. Short but sweet, historic, and nothing more you can say about that. That launched the career of Sean Walt. Well, Sean Waltman, like I said before, wrestled in the GWF, had matches with Jerry Lynn, um, but this one definitely uh, launched him in the big leagues and. You know, he would go on to have many great other matches, go on to become a two-time uh, WWF Tag Team Champion as the 1-2-3 Kid. And and then he would also, uh, of course, go on to be a member of the NWO and a member of DX. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yep. And Scott Hall, of course, um, not too long ago, passed away. And this is still one of the... One of his best moments, uh, especially during his early careers in the WWE, WWF at that time. So, mm. yeah, rest in peace to the bad guy. <laughs> and now we're going to get into our next match. This one is from ECW. And this was the finals of the NWA tournament. Back when ECW was part of the NWA, it was known as Eastern Championship Wrestling. And in the finals, we have... Too Cold, Scorpio, against the franchise, Shane Douglas. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. 
Yep. Final match in the tournament. Two Cold Scorpio and Shane Douglas. Yep. This took place in the ECW Arena. Yep. And now here we are wrestling in the tournament. NWA had officially uh, broken away from WCW. And they were trying to latch on to Eastern Championship Wrestling. And, of course, uh, ECW was catching on with its uh, extreme matches and stuff. And Paul Heyman, um, you know, he wanted it to be away from the NWA because he wanted to forge its own real company. And so in order to do that, we would get this historic moment. And, oh, Scorpio would have dropped to... Yep, drop toe hold. And the thing about, uh, you know, Too Cold Scorpio, you know, watching this match is that uh, Too Cold Scorpio, I mean, he was a high flyer, but he could also uh, get on the mat and wrestle. You know, he was a high flyer and a technical wrestler, and um, he never really went that far in WCW, only being like the, except for maybe being a tag champion, the Stars and Stripes, um, uh, tag team champion with uh, Marcus uh, Bagwell before he became Buff Bagwell. And Shane Douglas, um, you know, he never went that far in his first real run in WCW as well, uh, only going as far as being tag champions with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Oh, Scorpio rolls over. One, two, kick out. But uh, he wrestled back then... You know, he wrestled the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin in their prime. Yeah. Yep, and we see right there in the front row, we see uh, the Straw Hat guy, who was an ECW um, regular, ECW fan. And of course, uh, Tony Khan of AEW would go to ECW matches in Philadelphia. Yeah, he also went to Ring of Honor matches. And actually, I didn't know that Ring of Honor was in Philadelphia. I thought it was in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. And now Tony Khan is the owner of um, Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. As we see Scorpio here in a arm bar, now reverses over. Oh, look at that. Right into a sunset flip. <laughs> and now Shane's uh, getting in the ropes there. See Todd Gordon, then the uh, owner of ECW at that time. Uh, he actually started it when it was a uh, tri-state tri uh, city wrestling, and then it became Eastern Championship Wrestling with uh, Eddie Gilbert, and um, and of course uh, Gilbert, very famous and um, you know in the Memphis territories, and and of course him and. Um, Todd, for some reason, uh, they had a falling out, uh, which still to this day has not been, um, nobody really knows about. Uh -huh. And then Paul Heyman, who was Eddie's uh, closest friend, and he was working with him at the time, and Paul Heyman, of course, had just lost his, well, he was actually fired from WCW when he was Paulie Dangerously, and, oh, bitch slap, oh, and another bitch slap there by Two Gold Scorpio. <laughs> Uh, he took over as the booker for um, for Eddie Gilbert, and 
The rest, as they say, is history. Now, oh, dropping a knee right into the face there by Too Cold. And now, the flip. Oh, right into a leg drop. One, two, no. And Shane Douglas kicks out. Now he's got a front face lock there on Shane. One, two, no. It's like Cradle, one, two, no. Look at they're switching here, all the cradles here. I mean, yeah. this is we're looking at right here some good mat wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, and the fans in ECW, they could appreciate good wrestling too. I mean, uh, even at this time when they were getting extreme, you know, we were seeing like the chairs and the baseball bats and tables. You know, you, you know, they still loved good wrestling, you know, and plus at this time, Malenko and um, Benoit were, uh, were, were in ECW. In fact, actually, they were in the tournament, and mm -hmm. they lost. And, um, you know, and of course, Eddie Guerrero would come later as well, you know, but uh, yeah, they, you know, they were also known for having some great wrestlers, and... Um, you know, they had, they had some exciting, good uh, technical wrestlers here. Ah. And here's Too Cold coming off the top. Flying high cross body. One, two, no. Kick out. Yeah, did you watch a lot of uh, ECW back then? Um, when? Uh, back when you started watching wrestling. I watched some. I knew I watched some. I think it was. I think it was. <clears throat> I know I watched some of it. Yeah. 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 Was this like when they were on TNN? Um. I forget what channel it was on. Yeah, I think it was on TNN. Uh, you said what time would it come? What day would it come on? It would come on. I think what? it was like Friday night. Oh, Friday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now, oh, of course, uh, I didn't watch much ECW. I mean, I saw the uh, the videos. You know, I had, like, Hardcore Revolution, and I actually, yeah, yeah, I did rent one uh, one video from, um, from Blockbuster. The video that I rented, it was the one that had the, the match from Barry Legal with uh, Taz and Sabu, and it had the, the Hardcore Heaven match between Rob Van Dam and... Um, and Jerry Lynn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, by the time I started getting really into ECW, ECW was uh, going out of business. Oh. Yeah, it, it went out of business. Yeah. Uh, WCW went out of business, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that was during my eighth... Yeah, that was during um, my eighth grade year of high school. Oh. I mean, uh, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, Too Cold Scorpio. Oh, electric chair. Oh, and he drops Shane Douglas. Now look at him trying to bag him off. <laughs> hmm. Oh. Yep. Mm. Two colds going for it. Yep. This is for the title. 
Oh, flying clothesline. And now he's headed to the top. Nope, oh, wait. Springboard splash. <laughs> One, two, no. Kicked out. Yeah, he kicked out of that one. Huh. Now Tuchel picks him up, slams him down. And now he's heading up to the top. And, oh, flying drop kick. Yeah, do you uh, remember seeing Shane Douglas in uh, ECW? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 around 90, yeah, around 99, he went into, um, he went to W, he went back to WCW. Mm. Of course, he was in the WWF for a short period of time as Dean Douglas. Mm. Yep. And, oh, Shane goes right over the guardrail. Mm. Right into the fans. Yep, and that was the thing about ECW. Uh, they would always fight in the stands, and, you know. <laughs> yep, so we're getting a hardcore match here for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Mm hmm. The 10 pounds of gold. Oh. Yep, and at this time, Shane Douglas was the ECW uh, heavyweight champion. Yep, he was the ECW heavyweight champion. He won it from Terry Funk. So now he's trying to get the... Now he's trying to get the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And now, too cold... Oh, he's trying to go for a suplex. Oh, he gets it blocked. He's going to try for it again. Oh, and he gets it blocked again. And Douglas. Oh! Drop too cold right on the guardrail. Stomach first. Mm. Now Douglas is back in the ring. To... Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, and around this time, um, you know, in EC, yeah, ECW, you know, when it was uh, coming around, yeah, this was in '94. You know, at this time, you know, WCW and WWF, you know, they didn't, you know, they. It was more of a cartoon thing, you know, you had the doings, the repo men, and, you know, there was a, blood was a no-no on television. I mean, you might have seen some blood in, on, on pay-per-view, but not, uh, on TV. And here, this was, like, considered, like, real wrestling, you know, going back to the real wrestling. I mean, not just, you know, with the, you know, with brawls, people bleeding, sweating, and, you know, this was, uh, one, and also the real, one of the promotions that actually really featured women getting their asses kicked, too. Yeah. 
Back in the days when in pro wrestling you could uh, hit a woman and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you miss? Don't you really miss those days? No, I never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now Shane. Oh, high cross body. That's something you rarely ever saw from Shane Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Now, too cold. He's got him up. Uh-oh. Tombstone! <laughs> oh. He says that's it. <laughs> He's going up top. Oh! He missed with the moonsault. <laughs> There's Shane. Belly-to-belly -belly suplex. One, two, three. And we have a new NWA heavyweight champion of the world. The franchise, Shane Douglas. Yep. And of course, uh, now we're going to hear the famous... Uh, the famous promo from Shane Douglas. This promo would change the company forever. I'm about to hear it right now. Well, here's too cold.
a great match there by Two Cold Scorpio and Shane Douglas. That's when it went from Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship Wrestling. And now we're going to get Extreme. Of course, uh, this Extreme comes from World Championship Wrestling. Yep, from WCW Spring Stampede 1997. Of course, it's been 10... 25 years. It's been 25 years since this match. The first match between Diamond Dallas Page and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Woo-yeah! Yep. 25 years ago, this kicked off the rivalry of 1997, and this definitely um, revitalized Macho Man's uh, career and also put DDP on the map. And the storyline was that um, Macho Man had spray-painted uh, DDP's wife at the time, um, Kimberly, who was a Nitro girl at Uncensored. 
And now, Diamond Dallas Page's app is out for revenge right here on Spring Stampede. And this is a no disqualification match. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We see Miss Elizabeth with Macho Man. And at this time in real life, uh, they were uh, divorced. Actually, they were um, divorced um, in the early 90s. They were, well, right after WrestleMania. I think it was sometime after WrestleMania 5. Oh. Yeah, because they were married in real life, and then they were divorced. And, um, of course, there was the fake... Um, well, they did do the wedding um, at SummerSlam 91 where they did the thing where they got married in Madison Square Garden. Oh. And then um, and then Elizabeth was around for a while and then she left and she was actually working at a shoe store for a while. Oh. Yeah. Going from uh, being in WrestleMania to now uh, working at a shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep, and then when Randy Savage went to WCW because of Hulk Hogan um, in late 94. He, um, of course, brought along Elizabeth. Elizabeth came around in 96. And now she, she now here she is in WCW. Both her and Randy, members of the NWO. You see Macho Man out there. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that they're both no longer around. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, Miss Elizabeth, you know, I mean, um, I really hope that uh, one day she does get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Still hard to believe that she would ever use drugs. Yeah. Yeah, because she's so pretty and stuff. Uh, she looks like someone who... She really looks like someone who wouldn't really use drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, after her and Randy broke up, she was she she was actually with uh, Lex Luger for a while. Oh. Yep. And of course, we all heard the infamous nine one one call. You know, she's not breathing. She's not breathing. Oh. Yeah. There's Michael Buffer there in the ring. Yep, the legend. And then uh, we see Mean Gene right there in the in the locker room there. About to interview uh, DDP and um, and Kimberly, and Kimberly and DDP were married in real life, and then um, some years later they uh, they got divorced. Uh -huh. Yeah, in fact, uh, I think they got divorced right after uh, Paige uh, left WWF. Uh -huh. Yeah, when yeah after he left WWF WWE, and then uh -huh. um, and of course I. I think he. I think since then he's been uh, remarried. 
Yeah, he's been remarried, and of course, the uh, he now has DDP Yoga. Mm. Yeah. And there's Kimberly right there. Mm. Oh man, it's so gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the original uh, Nitro Girls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, uh, Booker T's wife, uh, well, soon to be wife, Charmel, she was a she would go on, she was also a nitro girl. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I remember the nitro girls. Uh, I used to love to watch the nitro girls uh, come out and dance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And here comes DDP. is that and this was the second uh spring stampede uh the first spring stampede was in 1994 the main event was uh ricky the dragon steamboat and rick flair for the wcw world heavyweight championship mm. yep and And of course, uh, also on that card, we had um, Max Payne and Cactus Jack take on the Nasty Boys in a Chicago street fight. Mm. Yep. And, oh, DP coming right after Macho Man. Yeah. And of course. Um, yeah, and then uh, we wouldn't see another Spring Stampede pay-per-view until uh, till that year of 97. Huh? Yep. And that, and that became a pay-per-view until uh, 2000. Huh? Yep. And there's Michael Buffer. Hmm. There's only one thing left to say. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, I actually met his brother Bruce at the at a U, at the UFC convention when they first came to Boston for for a pay per view. Oh. Yeah, you know, and I told his brother Bruce, I said him and his brother were the best. Um, the, as we see, Macho Man right there on the mic, insulting DDP. <laughs> but um, this was, um, yeah, I said that um, him and his brother were like the. They were the best uh, announcers in in the world of combat sports. Mm. Yeah, and they really are. I mean, they've uh, they've done boxing, they've done kickboxing, they've done MMA, pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, Michael Buffer. I mean, of course, at the of course when I was getting into wrestling, you know, like uh, I was I was a boxing fan as well, you know, and so. It was kind of cool to see someone from the world of boxing and in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Oh, DDP goes right after Macho Man here. Yeah, just gave it that big fight feel. Mm. Yeah, Buffer, he joined WCW in uh, 93. So, and oh, Paige again going after the Macho Man. 
Yeah, Randy's like, ah, forget this. And oh, here comes DDP. Oh, oh, psyched them out. And they're fighting on the outside. Yep, taking it to the streets, as the Doobie Brothers would say. Oh! Oh. Remember, this is no disqualification. Anything goes. Yeah. You know, those are the type of matches I like. You know, I mean, I like technical wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but I love uh, no holds barred matches. I love DQ. I like no DQ matches, uh, street fights, steel cage. You know, I mean, I just love hardcore matches. Yeah, it just makes it more exciting and you know, opportunity for like blood and, and guts. Of course, that's why we have, um, oh, Paige went for the diamond cutter and Macho Man grabbed onto the ropes. That's why, um, me and Prima, we have the buffet of brutality. Yep. Um, once a month on, uh, GTV. There we see Kimberly right there. Macho Man's going to go right after him. And, oh! Oh, and now they're in the fans. They're in the stands. Yep. Right here in Denver, Colorado. And, oh, Macho Man... Throws him head first into the guardrail. Actually, Spring Stampede was the first uh, WCW pay-per-view I ordered. Mm. Yeah, of course it was Spring Stampede 98. Mm. Oh, now Macho Man, he's got a trash can. And, oh, Paige kicks him right in the gut. Mm. Oh, nailed him right in the head with it. Mm. Yeah, what do you think about hardcore matches? Mm -hmm. Good. Oh. Yeah, do you prefer, uh, which kind of matches do you like watching more? Regular matches or, like, uh, hardcore matches? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Oh. Oh. Right hand there mm -hmm. by DDP. Oh, he's choking with a cable wire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, man, choking him. And now he's going to throw him right over the guardrail. Uh-oh. Oh, he's... He's got Kimberly in. Oh, Elizabeth scratching the back. Ooh. Yep. Kimberly got stuck in the middle there. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and DDP, before he became a, uh, well, before he was a wrestler, he started out as a manager. Oh. Yep, uh, he was a manager in uh, Florida, and then, uh, you know, AWA, and then was a manager in WCW. He was actually the manager of uh, Scott Hall. Oh. Yeah, as we see Macho Man come off the top rope, double axe handle. Oh, 
right into Paige onto the guardrail, signature move. Um, yeah, he managed Scott Hall when Scott Hall was the diamond stud during his um, during his run in WCW. And he also managed uh, Kevin Nash as well, Vinny Vegas. Yeah, when he was uh, when he was Vinny Vegas, and then he started wrestling and um, mostly around the uh, television title and and stuff. But um, but this would definitely elevate him. Yeah, and by that time, I think he was in his like mid thirties. Uh-huh. at this time yeah and he had been working out a lot in the power plant and um and what have you and oh throwing right into the steps but yeah i liked uh ddp yeah ddp was one of my favorites too in wcw in fact um I, in fact i actually saw the bash at the beach uh 98 pay-per-view when he um when he and Karl Malone wrestled um, Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was something, too. It was like, wow, a basketball player and pro <laughs> wrestling? One, two, and oh, DDP kicked out. Yeah, and by that time, at that time, you know, I thought, I really thought wrestling was real, and I was like, wow, you know, well, wrestling has to be real because those basketball players are in there. And <laughs> Yeah, and also remember when Master P and the No Limit Soldiers, they were in WCW as well? No. Oh, I'm surprised you don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, now Macho Man telling Buffer to get up. He's got the chair. <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't see celebrities involved in wrestling, too, like Mike Tyson and Lawrence Taylor. And, mm. Yeah. And, oh, a chair in the back there by the Macho Man. Uh-oh. He's going to deck the referee. Well, of course he can do it. It's no disqualification. Mm. Here's David Penser, the mm. other ring announcer. Uh oh. This ain't gonna be good. Oh, he bitch slapped him. Well. Oh, he stomped on him. Uh, well, the Macho Man was known for being a little nuts. Yeah. And DDP throws a chair at him. Oh! <laughs> Nailed him. Yep, DDP's got some life in him. He's trying to pull himself back up. And he does. Swing and a miss. And oh. Now Randy working in those jabs. You know, that was the thing about Macho Man's punches. His punches always looked real. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do the jab, you know, and, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Now DDP. Now he's saying he's hitting with his right hands and forearms. Those men. Nope. This is the clothesline. Oh! Got him that time. Did Macho Man. One, two, oh! And DDP kicked out. Yeah. I also remember when uh, when DDP also teamed with Jay Leno, too. Jay Leno? 
Yeah, remember um, Hogan and Bischoff? They were making fun of the Tonight Show, and then they actually came on the Tonight Show one time, and um, DDP came on there and um, you know challenged them to a challenged both of those guys to a match, and Jay Leno was going to be their partner. <laughs> really, you were watching wrestling at this time. You really don't remember that. No. Also, that you cannot remember it. I don't know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, but even I remember that. You're like the same age as I am. <laughs> well, you're about a year older than me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, DDP with a clothesline. <laughs> yep. Referee laying down the count. Mm. Oh. Yeah, both men gotta gotta get up here. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right hand by Savage. And oh, scooping a slam. Oh, Savage step stomps on his head. Now Savage he kicks DDP and oh, scooping a slam. And DDP trying to get himself back up. Now, oh, slam. And now, oh, oh, he's got Dave Pencer again, and oh, frozen. And now he's got the ring bell. Now he's telling the photographer, get out of here. That's <laughs> uh, no DQ, so. Oh, there's Kimberly. She's got it. Uh, now Macho Man. Oh, he's going for the elbow drop. Nope. Boot to the chin. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, sailing for the diamond cutter. Yeah, I used to love when you do that. You do the bang. Yeah. There's nope. Oh, going for a backslide. Oh. <laughs> Looks like Elizabeth didn't get any. I'm sorry, uh, Kimberly didn't get any that night. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, no. Well, I got a two count. Uh-oh. He's got the referee. Oh, bitch slapped him. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, now he's gonna pile driver him. Oh. <laughs> now he's taking off his shirt. Why? Oh. Stripping him? Yeah. Oh, he's gonna whip him with a belt. Yep, he's got the belt. Oh! Taking him to the woodshed. Now, oh, throws him out. And now, he's headed to the top. Yep. Now he's going for the infamous elbow drop, that flying elbow. Oh, yeah. Still got it. But, no referee. It's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, Bramble. <laughs> oh, he's calling for... Who is that? Looks yeah. familiar. That's Nick Patrick, the NWO referee. Mm. Yep. <laughs> a referee for the NWO. <laughs> Yep, the evil referee. And there's Big Sexy. And now... Uh-oh! Bang! The diamond cutter. Oh, man. Oh, what's he going to do? Nick Patrick. One, two, three! Oh, I counted. Yep. <laughs> and the thing about the ending was, uh, oh, as we see Kevin Nash here about to get in the ring. Yeah, because written in the contracts for the Legends and stuff in WCW, it was like they could pick the finish and stuff. And uh, Macho Man was asked, like, well, what do you want do tonight and he said well think i'll take the diamond cutter <laughs> yep and that made ddp's career as we <laughs> see x pac we see ted dibiase eric bischoff buff bagwell scott norton fake sting, <laughs> fake and, sting. yep and of course uh vincent <laughs> aka virgil <laughs> who would also later be called Vince. And, of course, his real name is uh, Mike Jones. Oh. Yep. And also, um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, he has early bouts of dementia. Who does? Uh, Virgil. Oh. Yeah, so everyone, keep him in your prayers. Even though he's been he's, he's been a douchebag uh, for some years. He has? Yeah. But... Mm. Oh, say hey. a prayer for him. Oh, and now big sexy jackknife. I guess uh, Nick Patrick is fired. Oh, oh, they got Macho Man's got Kimberly. Uh oh, he's gonna hit her. 
He's going to hit her. And look at her. He's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it, Randy. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to... Oh, no, I think he's going to do it. You think he's going to do it? I can't hit a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the NWO. They do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, Bischoff finally stops him. <laughs> Well, remember, this is 1997. Back then, you could, you could, you, in wrestling, you could hit a woman and get away with it. Mm. I think we should go back to those days, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got the right fish off. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and the NWO has imploded. <laughs> yep, there's Michael Wall Street, a.k.a. Mike Rotundo, IRS. <laughs> And there's, yeah, the American Dwayne, Dr. Vogue, Daddy, doing the commentary there with Tony Schiavone. And, of course, Bobby the Brain, Heenan, baby. You know what I'm saying? A three-man booth right there. The the men of the hour, the towers of power, too sweet to be sour, Daddy. And while the NWO is in the back laughing and joking, WCW are out front, cooking and smoking, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I miss Dusty Rhodes' commentary. He's con he, yeah, he's one of the best uh, wrestlers ever to do commentary. Him, uh, Ventura, Lawler, Piper. Piper was good, you know, I mean, but also Macho Man as well. Yeah, Macho Man. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they're going off the air right now. Yep. Great match, and of course, uh, those two would have a rematch at the Great American Bash, 97, where Macho Man would win. And also, Macho Man would win in their final match, the uh, sudden uh, death match, Las Vegas death match, whatever you call it, at Halloween Havoc, 97. Yep. Great match, and uh, actually, um, as we see this going off... Um, DDP, he actually left a message on Macho Man's answer machine telling him that, you know, how much he had, you know, of a great match and thanked him. And, you know, Macho Man, he's, he actually talked to his uh, father, uh, Angelo Papo, who was still alive at that time. And he said, you know, uh, Dad, you ever had uh, one of your, uh, after having a match, you ever had one of your, you know, colleagues ever call you and thanked you for such a great match? And he said no. And, and it really brought joy to Macho Man. Oh. Yeah, you know, and it, like I said, it helped. Uh, it helped real <laughs> revitalize his career a bit. And you know, in '98, you know, he, um, of course, his last um, big moment was the next year at the Spring Stampede, the one that I ordered. He won the WCW title from Sting, and and then uh, he was out for most of '98. Because of an injury came back in 99 uh won the world title and then in the summer of 99 he left and you know he, he would come back uh once in a while in 2000 and then his contract went up and the rest as they say is history but still a great match i mean just a <laughs> wonderful match um but uh tell me what did you what did you think it was good yeah yeah definitely a great match and um like it's been um, 10, 20, 
Oh, 10, 25 years. Yeah, I keep forgetting. It's 25 years. Wow, 25 years ago. Man. You and I are really getting old. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We are so getting old. Yeah. So there you have it right there for Wrestle Talk Wednesday. And, of course, uh, on the next episode, uh, we're going to be talking about some wrestling news and a review of uh, WWF home videos and also a bonus match. Uh, that's what I'm going to be doing here on Wrestle Talk Wednesdays. And also, once in a while, I'll bring Prima back. You know, uh, well, I mean, so far, uh, did you enjoy uh, recording the episode with me today? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, uh, you think, so you think you'll uh, come back? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, depending on uh, if she has a day off from work. She has the day off from work today. Yep, so now we're going to go and... Um, <laughs> We're going to go watch Bloodsport now. And also you can catch us on Prima and Matt channel at Instagram where we do uh, wrestling shows like I mentioned in the first episode. And tonight we're doing Wrestling with the 80s. We're going to be looking at an old episode of AWA Championship Wrestling from the 80s. And you can also catch us this Friday night on Friday night's main event. We've been looking at WCW 1992, featuring the icon known as Sting. And, and, this Saturday night on GTV 695, my other account, it is ADW's After Dark Wrestling, and we're going to be looking at the best of WWE old school. Yeah, and that's going to be in comic book form. Yep, it's going to be in comic book filters for that one. So if you're a Marvel or DC fan, this one is definitely for you. And Friday, of course, is a fun day. Friday fun day. And for this one, for all you fans of Enter the Batcave, I'm going to be talking about comic books on this one. Yep, yeah, going to talk about comic books. And also presenting another kombucha of the day. So make sure you all tune in. And also, speaking of Enter the Batcave, check out Enter the Batcave this Sunday. I'll be doing a comic book review of The Punisher, Circle of Blood. Regarded still to this day as the best Punisher graphic novel ever so go tune in and listen to that and that's going to do it hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and until then this is matthew Barris and prima johnny saying oh yeah <laughs> goodbye everyone